You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills! Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. The Bills motor through the Falcons 29-15 to in the snow today to go 10-6 on the season and officially clinch a spot in the NFL playoffs for the fourth time in five seasons. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to go over the Bills' victory today over the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to give you our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, and as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. We also have our weekly podcast giveaway, so stay tuned for that. But first, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike. And fellas, going into this game, uh, the Bills had just come off a huge win against the New England Patriots. Uh, the win, basically, it, it was the biggest win of the season. So they had two, two games left to actually officially clinch the AFC East, the division. And, uh, this game got off to a very rocky start, especially to a team that, you know, they were seven and eight, but they weren't a really, really good team. And, uh, the Falcons put up a fight, man. They, they definitely started off, uh, stronger. The Bills made a lot of mistakes in the first half. Um, you know, including, you know, the, the muffed, uh, or the fumble on the kickoff return that turned into a safety. There were Allen's three interceptions. I mean, it was a rough game all around, uh, in the first half. And then in the second half, the Bills just stopped making mistakes and then they just played football. They had a couple of things go their way also, which we're going to get into. Uh, but the Bills won today. They won on the ground, which is unusual for the Buffalo Bills. And it wasn't all Josh Allen on the ground. It was, you know, a good portion of it wasn't all Josh Allen. And, uh, it was a good, it was a good sign. Maybe, I mean, this was, I think the, the Bills just had to not kill themselves to win this game, but it's not uh, something that they're going to be able to get in the playoffs. Uh, Mike and John, my co-hosts, I'll, I'll throw it out to you, John, first. Uh, what did you see in today's win, and do you see it the same way? Yeah, man. I mean, like, obviously the, the football safety was was a rough start, and you couple that with uh, the three turnovers. Like, the, those four things alone aren't going to win you many games, uh, but you know, fortunately, the Bills made some second-half adjustments. Um, they relied more on Singletary, uh, took some of the pressure off of Allen. Uh, you know, they minimized mistakes in the second half, and I think uh, 
you know, worked out is it's fortunate they're playing the Falcons. Um, but you know, um, I'll take it. Yeah. Mike, what about you? How'd you see how the, many, how many of those interceptions were, were tips? I would say two of the three anyway, right? I think all three were John, if I'm not mistaken, or was it two of the three? Well, I think at least two of them were, were still Allen's fault. I'd have like the one was pretty bad when it was um, going right to left on the TV, throwing it on on into the end mm-hmm. zone. There were like five Falcons guys there. Uh, that was that pretty, one. What did seem pretty egregious? Yeah, because sure. it was tips, but he threw it right to the guy who tipped it. Um, it was but, like six six Falcons surrounding the lone bill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, either way, he was off. He started off okay. Like they got the two touchdowns. Like after the, but after those two drives, he he was off rhythm. Like he had a lot of incompletions. Um, so I'm not I'm not sure what was going on. I don't know if he was trying to do too much. Um, but you know, I I think I think Dable helped kind of right ship actually with the the play calling and kind of changing things up a little bit. I think it was very encouraging because like they overcame the mistakes. It was a team for for the first time in quite a while. It felt like a team win instead of a Josh Allen win to me. Yeah, I mean, we just mentioned last week on the podcast that you know we get so sick of using Josh Allen as the Wall of Fame because he's like, well, it's just okay. He's the default Wall of Famer, right? And then today, like, he doesn't. You're right. He doesn't. He, he doesn't have to do his- this week. He, like, I think it's a, a certain maturity. Like, didn't have he realized didn't have to do what he's had to do in other games and let. Like the the turnovers are rough, like three consecutive drives, right? But to be able to hand the ball off and win the game in the second half, John mentioned the adjustments. I thought I thought it was very encouraging for when he isn't playing elite, mm-hmm. like that they can o- overcome. Yeah, yeah. He just if he wasn't having a good day, absolutely, Mike. And and the thing is, like people don't always we're not we're not always on our A game on the podcast, right? I mean, sometimes you just need, maybe what? I'm not, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm not having my A game. Maybe John lifts me up or maybe Mike. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's like, it's a group. It's a team effort. And you haven't seen that a lot from the Buffalo. I mean, you've seen on the defensive side, we've seen the defense carry the team, but we've not seen the run game carry the team uh, when it needed to. And, you know, when Josh just needed uh, a break and, and all that. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, it was very encouraging for sure. Yeah, speaking of the run game and the offense, 456 points through uh, 16 games here, third most in team history, noting they had 501 last year, which is first in team history. So that's pretty good. Also, 177-point scoring differential, which is first in team history. Awesome, awesome. Great stats there. By John, and then, like, a- bigger, bigger picture, like, we can't, can't lose sight of the forest in the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it Wait forest to see if for anybody jumps down my throat. Like, <laughs> that's it, how it is, goes, right? Isn't it you can't see the forest for the trees? Isn't that what it is? Is it John? the forest in the trees? <laughs> I thought it was if a tree falls in the forest and you're not around. Ah, you, oh, John, you're it? useless. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got They're in the playoff. Like, with that Ravens loss, with the Rams coming back to win, uh, that, that, that went right down to the wire. In- incredible. Like we're burying the lead a little bit. Like Bills are in the playoffs with a 95% chance to win the division. All they have to do is take care of business next week against the hapless New York Jets. You, you talk about a team that can't get out of their own way. Like they were winning by what, two scores to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Super Bowl defending Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, 
And yeah, they just couldn't hold on to it. It's like that guy's quitting, (laughs) (laughs) like stripping. (laughs) Like, wait, is that a streaker? Oh no, that's Antonio Brown. (laughs) Was he going to come back on Monday? Pull a Costanza. (laughs) (laughs) Remind me, is that is did Costanza just get fired and then just show up on Monday again? Is that what happened? He quit. Or did he quit? Oh, he quit. He he quit in like in a fit of rage. Yeah, yeah. It, Yankees, just, right? just as spectacular as Antonio Brown. <laughs> and then he regretted it, and then he came and showed up on Monday trying to pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> and that actually, that actually happened with Larry David. Like, he quit SNL because they didn't. Oh, really? I think it was because they wouldn't use a skit or it got, it got cut last minute. Like, he tells the story really well. I saw it on YouTube. Oh, all right. Very just cool. went back, like, and then... All the way home, walking home, you know, on the streets of New York, like lamented that he had given up his dream job. <laughs> and his solution was just to go back to work. <laughs> That's actually pretty smart because if you think about it, like most jobs, as long as they need you, like they haven't replaced you by that. <laughs> and every company and corporation right now works a skeleton crew as it is, <laughs> you know, so it's just like, yeah, they, yeah we kind of need you before they can find a replacement for you. So, yeah. Yeah, so did, the, did that kind of bring back um, a little bit? Gave us PTSD from the Vontae Davis quit. Like that's the only other time I can ever think. So hopefully this uh, trumps that and what everyone will remember. Yeah, you know I saw that a lot on Twitter. Uh, people making the comparison of the two. And the only thing that I don't like is that. Like you could see this coming from Antonio Brown, you could mm-hmm. not see it coming from Vontae Davis. But Vontae Davis is not nearly as high profile a player as Antonio Brown, so you do have that. Yeah, it does absolutely. It made me, and it was funny. Like you were saying, like him storming off, like no, he's just jogging slowly, you know, smiling, doing jumping jacks, <laughs> and the, the sign of somebody that might have, you know, flown over the cuckoo's nest. I don't know. Like, At first, you're like, maybe somebody is like misinterpreting this or blowing it out of, like, when you see the clip, like, oh, maybe that's just like pregame or something. Like, nope, both teams are on the field. (laughs) Play play was ongoing. (laughs) Like, ah, maybe he'll just jog back out in the third quarter. (laughs) Like, you were talking about him showing up to practice, like, you know, tomorrow. I was thinking he was going to show up in the third quarter (laughs) (laughs) with another jersey on. Like, oh, you know, that one just wasn't fitting me right. Those shoulder pads, ah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. No. Like he had, uh, like I mean, the Bucks are like you know playoffs, right? And like he had like all these incentives that were going to kick in for extra money if he just had. He had, a few- he had what, John? <laughs> incentives. <laughs> okay. What do you think I said? <laughs> incentives. <laughs> oh no, incentives. <laughs> okay. You know, if you get okay. X number more catches, yards, or, t- or like one more touchdown, like all these extra things were going to kick in if you got these over the next couple of games. And they're a playoff team. You go, I mean, Vontae Davis, those first couple of weeks of the season, the Bills aren't a playoff team. Like, at the, you know, it's, it's totally different. That was their six and 10 season, wasn't it? That was the only One season they did make. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was under the Sean McDermott era. That doesn't count with the other ones, John. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I thought that was, I thought that was, you know, it's funny. It's like, it's crazy because the Bucks are doing so well. He had an amazing game last week. Um, and then just to walk off in the first half and you're just like, like, it's funny to us, to you, to me. I just, I just hope under, there's no underlying like CTE issues. Like this is why like his, his brain is just mush. Like people were telling my brother-in-law lives in, uh, 
Milwaukee with my sister. And so like they get a lot of Packers news and they're like, well, that's, they think that's why, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the way he is and why, why he's like, you know, walled off his entire family. <laughs> like they're like, he's just not right. He's just been hit way too many times. And like, I hope that's not it. Like, it's not like you, Nowadays, you can't just be like, this guy's, this guy's a loose cannon. This guy's a jerk. Like, this just guy, this guy's like, just really just off his rocker. Like, no, this might be a legitimate concern. And which is kind of sad if you think about it, you know, all jokes aside. Like, I hope it's not that. I hope it's just that he's a jerk. He's just, you know, a garbage person. <laughs> That's why it, it, it does feel like there's some sort of underlying mental health thing. I mean, like all the teams that he's been with over the last year or two, like with Pittsburgh, like all the videos that he had. And then, like, you know, going to the Raiders and then leave, and then the Patriots, and now the, like, all within a year. Like, yeah. Or, like, I mean, nobody talks about Randy Moss that way. Randy Moss went through, like, two or three different teams in, like, one season almost, didn't he? He, like, went, he got, like, uh, cut from the Vikings and he went back to the Patriots and he got cut by the Pat, like, right before he retired, like, his last season. And then he might have gone to another team, like, maybe the, it was the 49ers or something. Like, he just went through and you know it's the position too because wide receivers are divas it feels like you know i don't know could be could be a number of things i can't speculate on any one but but uh yeah <laughs> antonio brown for you guys um <laughs> that's a good lead in john had some great stats for the buffalo bills as far as scoring points this season the point differential uh stats of the game done studies you know 60 percent of the time it works every time that doesn't make sense so you're telling me there's a chance all people can come up with statistics to prove anything can't 40 percent of all people know that so if you guys had to guess mike and john I'm going to call this – so I'm going to call this a new segment when I ask you guys uh, a quiz as far as the stats go. Normally, I'm just like, okay, you know, quiz for Mike and John. This one, I'm going to – I'm just going to call this one um, after the famous movie Speed that nobody under 20 will know of. Uh, <laughs> Pop quiz hotshot. Pop quiz hotshot. <laughs> what was the <laughs> completion percentage for Josh Allen today? And not to the other team, completion percentage in general of Josh Allen. <laughs> Let's see. Who went first last time? Was it Mike? I can't remember. We, we haven't done this in a minute. I think I tried this last week and John already knew the answer to it. And... John always studies it. <laughs> I, I I don't know the exact answer this week. You just I, know he was 11 for 26. I think he's – I was going to guess less than 50%, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I'll go under 49 names. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> okay. It is – you guys didn't really give an answer because you knew exactly what the percentage was. You just can't do that math in your head really quick. It's 42.3% completion percentage. So – uh, yeah, not a great game by Josh Allen. And when you think about three of those, you know, if even if they had been incompletions, you know, um, not a great passing game, but the running adds such a dynamic element. And Josh if was you so watch other games, other quarterbacks, other teams, like, wow, 
It, it is such a, an element to his game in the Bills offense. Can we talk? Well, just to your point, Mike. I mean, other game, other teams don't have that. The Falcons don't have that. Matt Ryan is not a runner like Josh Allen is. Like he was not used at any point. He is a pure pocket passer. You know, like so you can't have like a fourth and one. You know, naked bootleg or fourth and goal or whatever, naked bootleg for a touchdown. Like that doesn't happen. Well, he tried to run Ryan. for a touchdown if he was. <laughs> I was gonna wait till we got into Matt Ryan's stats of the game, but man, wow, John, we can't we can't not go any further without talking about that play in particular. Now, for those that don't know, this was a play that happened in the fourth quarter. Yes, in the fourth quarter, Matt Ryan uh, had a quote unquote seven yard rushing touchdown as the uh, Falcons were down twenty nine to fifteen. Obviously, this score in the fourth quarter brings them only to uh, one touchdown uh, difference. And, Not uh, even at that point, right? Because the Bills missed an extra extra point. Uh, so 29-15, um, the Bills had gotten a two-point conversion at that point. Oh, okay. Already. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, which they so never – it would have exactly been seven. Oh, okay. It would have been – but th- – in your defense, they never get a two-point conversion, so how would you know? <laughs> they usually never succeed on offense. Uh, so, so yeah, they were down. They would have brought them to 29-22, you're thinking. And uh, as Matt Ryan's sliding, uh, as he gets up, he did he spike the ball or spin the ball at Jordan Poyer? I think he spiked it towards him but not at him. And then he said something to him, and they threw the flag immediately. Like, that's clear taunting. Like, as Jordan Poyer was just standing up, like, yeah, like – who knows what he said, but um, the flag automatically came out. So you're just like, oh well, they're just going to kick. They're just going to move that extra point back, right? Isn't that when they do it, or they do they do that on the ensuing kickoff? I don't remember. Um, but uh, then they realized that uh, he didn't get the touchdown. His knee was down before the goal line, so then it becomes a third and goal from the 15 yard line. <laughs> and then they try twice, and you know they they basically have a turnover on downs. <laughs> so. Uh, Guys, your thoughts on that play real quick um, before we get into the rest of the stats. Uh, what would you think of that that play? I mean, it makes – to me, real quick, it just it just makes me so glad that like our quarterback doesn't do stuff like that. Like I'm glad he gets fired up or whatever. But just like on a play that mattered – that was so crucial in a game that was so crucial for the Falcons because they needed to win to stay in it. Um, I'm just I'm just glad we have Josh Allen. Three interceptions or not, I'm, I take Josh Allen all day. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> that was an awesome sequence. What amazing sequence. Amazing yeah. sequence. But if it happened to us, like we'd be enraged. We would say like, oh, he wasn't giving himself up. He was diving towards the end zone. Like he's, he's clearly giving himself up for right. But um, if we were on the other side, we would have just. Yeah, that's something. John, that would have John wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No, it feels like something that would happen to the Bills themselves 10 years ago right like, we would be arguing that that wasn't taunting like spinning the ball on the ground right i don't I, know I, what was sad i wish i did but i i, I do i i dislike the ta- taunting call anyway like mm-hmm. i i think those are dumb like especially I, those situations like as i understand that you could cross a line but there i mean come on he's just <laughs> like i think i've said so this you, before right you can go and kill each other on a play but you can't say anything about it after right <laughs> I, I I used to hate the taunting penalty until today. <laughs> now I've uh, I found a newfound respect for it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Before the, you're right, you're right. Um, 
but you know the thing still applies like he knows the rules like you cannot do that now uh so i don't I, have any i feel like that's a little subjective and i said clearly he was giving himself up. I, I i think he was diving towards the end zone but the the way the rule is it's giving yourself up i agree with that call oh yeah that so so that's a you agree with the giving yourself up part but not the taunting part or both i think he was diving not giving himself up oh. he just oh, yeah. wasn't very good at it and the way the rule is i think that it was the correct call not to award him with the touchdown do you guys okay. agree with that yeah uh, i yeah i agree 100 percent. yeah because the, the reason they have that rule is so that the defender doesn't like kill the quarterback after and mm-hmm. otherwise yeah yeah because he would have like he would have gotten like if you know a guy's diving for the end zone and it doesn't matter like just pile on top of him like mm-hmm. just just hit him protect any that chance line. you can yeah. yeah 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 that that i'm i think it's a it's an interesting call there uh so but is that the same way if it's a running back too if a running back falls or is it like considered the same thing you're giving yourself up a running back would never do that though i guess so it's I can't remember the last time I've seen a running back slide. <laughs> was he really sliding? It looked like he was going forward. He's, he's, he was sliding with his knees first. Oh, was he? Okay, all right, all right. I remember the 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 back end of that play better than I guess the actual play itself. So, yeah, I uh, did you see after like when they they failed on the fourth down, like Poirier was talking to to Ryan. <laughs> so good. Yeah, he went over and found him. That was awesome. That was awesome. Be funny if it was a fifteen yard penalty versus us first <laughs> first and goal on the one. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, <laughs> well, it was like him him kind of looking for Matt Ryan. I don't know if he actually got to him, John. Maybe you can speak to that better. But like that reminds me of that that weird taunting call that the Bears got on that Sunday night or Monday night football call, where like the guy sacked. Uh, I think it was a cousins or whoever. And he looked at the other side, like, you know, like just looked over at the other bench. And as he was walking back, you know, the, the ref kind of stuck his butt out and got hip checked. And he's like, the flag came out. Supposedly the flag was going to come out no matter what, but, um, you know, that could have been called, right? It's like, like we got one. Maybe, maybe we got, I don't one. know. I don't know. <laughs> all don't right. Know. All right. Back on to, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever, man. Who cares? Uh, speaking of the running game. We got Devin Singletary at 23 carries for 110 yards and two touchdowns. An unbelievable game for Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary definitely proving all those people wrong this season that wanted um, a running back in the first round. I'm not saying that he is the best running back in the league, but I think he's, I mean, he's made a point to be the best running back on the roster right now, at least at this point. Two well, they're, they're running outside, pulling the offensive line. Um, utilizing Knox as a blocker, um, allowing Singletary to get some carries before switching it up. Right, he he just he looks like a different back. Yeah, credit to uh, Brian Dable for either putting is maybe it's either the offensive line or Dable in general or both for finding. Yeah, I mean, even earlier this season. Mike, to to your point, like the Bills weren't able to actually find running lanes for the running backs in this season, at least in the last few games, it feels like they've they found a way. Yeah, I think it's all three. I think that the line looks better. Um, Dable made some adjustments, and Singletary was had some hard fought runs too. I think uh, everything just seemed to fit together today. 
Yeah, on those plays too, especially where uh, Allen can either decide to take the ball himself or hand it to the running back. Um, like I feel like Josh is allowing the running back to take the ball more often than he used to. I think before it used to be like 90-10, Allen was going to take it no matter what. Now maybe it's just a matter of maturity and just, you know, time in the game. Like he's allowing Singletary or whoever the running back is to take the ball more often as opposed to him being the one that has to take it, I guess. Um, Josh Allen, second leading rusher, another great, uh, uh, running game by, uh, a game for running by Josh Allen, 15 carries for 81 yards, two touchdowns, uh, 5.4 yards per carry. Yeah. And how about this? He moves into a tie for third place in franchise history for rushing touchdowns. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's good. Who is he? Who could he possibly be? It's gotta be OJ and Thurman, right? It's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's tied with Gilchrist. Wow. It's a pretty good company to be in. <laughs> Josh Allen, the third best running back in uh, Bill's franchise history. Nice. And then Zach Moss rounds. Did, did it you up. see just a little circling back around? Did you guys see uh, OJ's reaction to Antonio Brown? <laughs> no, I have not. No. Inexcusable. <laughs> did he start out saying he, he tolerates a lot of things <laughs> that he will not tolerate? <laughs> Did, did he have a lead in or was he just like, hello, Twitter world? And then he just said, an excuse. <laughs> yeah, video. He just hello. had to get on video. I'm like, he loves saying, yeah, he loves saying, hello, Twitter world. This is, uh-huh. this is OJ Simpson here. It's like, <laughs> it's like when your parents say, like, love mom in the text message. You're just like, I know it's you. <laughs> like, like, I love you too, but it's, it's, I, I, I can tell. Yeah. It's <laughs> like OJ Simpson on Twitter. Hello, Twitter world. Like, yes, we know you're on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> John always loves that. Uh, that's really funny that OJ had something. It's always funny when OJ can pass judgment on any player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, anyway, at least the game, he can actually critique the game itself. But let's not go down that rabbit hole. Uh, uh, rest- he should be out looking, in my mind. <laughs> sitting in a bar on Twitter. <laughs> Do you think I should just turn... Like all OJ Simpson tweets on alerts on the phone. So the CTW pod, instead of tweeting about the Buffalo Bills, all I can do is reply to every single tweet OJ has with, are you still looking for the killer? Any new leads? (laughs) (laughs) Every single tweet is just going to be like, how's that search going? Juice. (laughs) (laughs) Show the, like the, the Charlie Day gif of like him pointing to all the like different, like different, is this you in your basement right now? Juice. Any more leads? Um, anyway, leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills, Stefan Diggs, five receptions on nine targets for 52 yards. Gabe Davis, three receptions on three targets for 40 yards. They were without Emmanuel Sanders today. I thought Gabe Davis had a great day. Um, you know, just some key, some clutch catches uh, in there, and the Bills did not miss a beat uh, without Emmanuel Sanders, luckily. <clears throat> Cole Beasley next, uh, two receptions on six targets for 22 yards. And that's about it for the, uh, for the receivers for the Buffalo Bills. Marquez Stevenson had that, uh, had that fumble lost. We talked about earlier, excuse me. Uh, in that game, uh, maybe we'll get to it at some point, but Greg Rousseau did have a forced fumble and Harrison Phillips had a fumble recovery. That was, uh, that was a cool, uh, chain of events that happened in the, First quarter, 
But Rousseau, Rousseau had that big uh, strip sack, and the Bills actually got one on their end, so that was good to see. Ed Oliver had a sack today. Greg Rousseau, which you just mentioned, had a sack today. Taron Johnson had a huge sack today. Mario Addison had a sack. Harrison Phillips had a sack. It was a great day uh, for the Bills' defensive line, actually getting after it with the uh, with the Falcons' offensive line. And Tyler Bass didn't have to kick a field goal. Three for three on extra points. Uh, we're going over to the Falcons' side of the ball real quick. Matt Ryan. 13 for 23, 197 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Mike Davis leading rusher for the Falcons. Eight carries for 42 yards and one touchdown. Actually running at 5.3 yards per clip, but he is not the leading uh, running back. It's actually Cordero Patterson normally. Nine carries for 28 yards. He only had 3.1 yards per carry, so not a whole lot going well there. And uh, leading receiver for... uh, for the Falcons, Kyle Pitts, two receptions for 69 yards and four targets. Funny that the leading receiver for the Falcons went out in like the second quarter. <laughs> like, you know, that was just goes to show you how important he was. That injury was, was, was part of one of the things that went the Bills way in the second half. Um, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, what a player. He was taken fourth overall and jeez, by all accounts, he deserved to be. He has a bright future. Yeah, second rookie tight end ever to have over a thousand yards receiving. Yeah, I'm normally uh against draft tight ends in the first round and he just makes me look so dumb. <laughs> like hot take. Just, hot wow. take, yeah. I wouldn't say it's hot take. I think it's pretty I know. <laughs> uh but I mean, yeah, yeah, it's crazy how good he is. He's basically like a wide receiver at tight end. Amazing. Um those Did were Did he used to play basketball? <laughs> I just remember that's what they always said about Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, that's all they said about Tony Gonzalez, actually. Did you know he used to play basketball? <laughs> just like Jerome Bettis. Did you know he played in uh, – he's from Detroit? <laughs> what were the other ones? Oh, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Wait, where'd, he go, where'd he go to college? Where did Ryan Fitzpatrick go to college? Is it Yale? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> Nick O'Leary. You know who he's related to? Nick O'Leary related to somebody, somebody famous, perhaps a grandfather. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, those were the uh, stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Oh, I have a few more stats. Uh, Mike, John already gave like a ton of stats already, um, but I'll, I'll add just a few more in. Taron Johnson has his, had his third sack of the season that brought up that fourth down in the game. Um, that furthers the most sacks in a season for the fourth year defensive back. Josh Allen keeps it. Uh, he, one of his touchdowns, he becomes the second quarterback in NFL history to have five plus rushing touchdowns in at least four straight seasons, joining Cam Newton. Um, and John did the stat about, uh, rushing touchdowns for the Buffalo Bills. Surpassed Travis Henry today. Greg Rousseau is fourth sack of the season. Josh Allen is the first quarterback in NFL history with four consecutive seasons with six-plus rushing touchdowns. Addison now has, he got a sack today, so he has five-plus sacks in eight consecutive seasons. Devin Singletary found the end zone today uh, for the third consecutive game, making him the Bills' first running back with a three-game rushing touchdown streak since LaShawn McCoy in 2016. Are you? Am I saying that, you know, from the stat that Devin Singletary is as good as LaShawn McCoy. Ah, 
Uh, maybe I am. No, you know what's funny is, could you imagine LaShawn McCoy with this team, with this offense? Like, he was just a year or two too late, you know? Like, we had peak LaShawn McCoy, and then he kind of fell off a cliff. But imagine that dude with his team. Like, you're talking Super Bowl contenders, without a doubt. So the Buffalo Bills are the first NFL team not to punt in consecutive games since the 2004 Steelers. Wow, I forgot the Bills didn't punt today. Jeez. It's good because their punter isn't any good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's what they're, uh, their whole. It's like Josh is like, you know what? I'm just going to throw an interception. Like, I didn't even, like, what's the point, right? Like, let's not even punt it. I'm just going to throw a 50 yard bomb. It'll be the same. He'll get tackled right away. <laughs> it's good. All right, now those were stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. We are going to take a quick commercial break. After that, we'll go into our Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game and Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers and our giveaways, so stick around. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our victory recap show. I am your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us, for joining us <laughs> with my co-hosts, John and Mike. Let's, you know what? Let's do our giveaways first. Um, we have several different signed jerseys, signed mini helmets, uh, stuff of that nature. Um, we're trying to get rid of some. I'm trying to get rid of some at home. Um, it's taking up too much space. So we're going to do another five winners today. Are you again, becoming a week. minimalist? I'm trying to become. How un American of you. <laughs> I'm trying to become a minimalist. I know. It's very rare. You're more minimal. What's the key to becoming a better minimalist? Is it just to like not care about stuff like anything? Like be, that's a very Zen thing, right? Not buying shit, I guess. <laughs> You mean over and over again and continuing to? Ah, <laughs> uh, I gotta be honest. I'm a fan of buying stuff. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the best. It's it's the only thing. Uh, yeah, well, when you get that package, and, and people don't talk about Amazon enough. When you get that package, it's like someone sent you a present 
but it's really you that sent yourself a present. You know you'll actually like it. <laughs> yeah. Just like a nice hit of dopamine right into your veins. Oh, wow. I can feel it right now. Yeah, I'm going to try to become a minimalist, I think. Maybe after maybe after this season. I think I'm going to order something. <laughs> <laughs> You've been shopping this whole time, haven't you, John? <laughs> I know. I'm talking about stats and giveaway winners. Get more Josh Allen stuff. <laughs> so the first winner of the contest is Jay Gager 88. That's Jay Gager 88. G A G E R 88. Next winner is the Critical Chef, who has won like four things, by the way. Four or five things. I can't remember. Critical Chef, crushing it. Always an avid listener, always wins. Um, congratulations to him. Brotha Abe. Maybe Brother. he has a program that he just like downloads the pod and it will. St- Will detect if you say his name. Oh, that'd be that'd be so much smarter than actually listening. That would be genius. <laughs> Save an hour of your time. Like Control F on a document. Oh yeah. Maybe he downloads it, puts it in a document, and then Control Fs. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. That's what people. You know what? Just as long as you download it, I don't care what you do to find out if you're the winner. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can do whatever you want. Trust there me. There should be um, a Twitter account. Just listing giveaways in general, or just, or for, just like for us this. for I this? It was too egotistical to say just for this. Like a Twitter account called CTW Giveaways, where it's someone just listing the giveaways. Mm. I mean, you could do it, but you would view that as like cheating. You you make the person like listen. <laughs> yeah, I make them listen. I don't just like give it away. It's not a yeah. You got to earn it. You got to do something on your end. Hey, you're getting something for free. Free shipping. Free everything, man. Brother Abe, brother. Oh, it's just coming out of John in my pocket, really. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Did John tell you I said that? I did. John, I told you not to tell him. I swore you swore to secrecy <laughs> that you weren't going to say that. Uh, like you no. don't care because it's diffu- for you. It's a diffusion of of uh, the funds, right? So like your all this stuff you buy is only costing you one third. <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 actually not true. I do pay for it all myself, but but I should. <laughs> that but you've cannot given, possibly you've, be true. <laughs> you've given me ideas, though. I'm gonna start. <laughs> all of a sudden, your paychecks go like half, like half of what it used. What's to half be? of zero? I don't remember <laughs> fourth grade. <laughs> undefined, undefined. <laughs> so that's your that's your pitch. <laughs> you actually owe me money this next month. It's just crazy. It's a crazy way that it worked feels out. Like it. Brother Abe was that last winner. Joel Loves Bills. Joel Loves Bills, which I think won already, if I'm not mistaken. And Chelsea Arabe. Chelsea Arabe, one of our fr- our uh, listeners from Hawaii. Chelsea, you are a winner too. So just text me, email me, DM me. No, don't text me. I don't give away my number. <laughs> do you but... use po- the postal service for all this? Yes, I do. I so do. it won't cost you any more to ship to Hawaii. It'll just be the taxpayers subsidizing that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yep, yep. Thank God for the the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> I wish we had more listeners in uh, Alaska just so I could really give it to them. <laughs> Things got to be run by Polar Express to get there. Um, so those are the five winners. Thank you guys for listening and leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. I, I, I found out that you can actually leave reviews on Spotify now. So if you guys can do that, if you want to leave your information, which I don't think you can leave your information on Spotify – I'm almost positive you cannot. All I can see are ratings. So far, we're doing a good job, but uh, that's all I see on Spotify. 
All right, let's go into our Sweet Sassy Molassy plays of the game. Sweet Sassy Molassy, get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown. Sweet Sassy Molassy plays of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Uh, John, John, let's start off with your Sweet Sassy Molassy play of the game. Uh, what do you have for us this week? There are definitely some good plays. I, I, I really thought that Gabriel Davis play in the first half. Uh, we had to hang on and get the, the, the toes in, and they had to challenge it to actually say that it was good. Um, it, they got the it led down. to a touchdown? Yes. I, I thought that was a hell of a catch, and, you know, I uh, I was like, oh, sweet sassy Molassi, I, I said to myself. It was kind of <laughs> reminiscent of, like, some of the plays he made in the playoffs last year, too. Uh, so, you know, I that stood out to me. Gabe Davis, Gabriel Davis. I think he says he wants to be called Gabriel Davis. Some one of our listeners reminded us that it's like we can call him Gabe, but he prefers Gabriel. But uh, he's also known as Count Dragula because he's always dragging those feet, toe drag swag, whatever you want to call him. Uh, the sideline surgeon. I mean, the guy's just unbelievable out there. And I thought when that first happened, I'm like, oh, that wasn't a catch, right? Like even an instant replay the first time, I'm like, that's that's not a catch. He didn't get that second foot down, but then. When you really saw it like three or four times, you're like, wow, that like that's and then normally, like like we, we talk each week about like the the calls usually going against the Bills, especially McDermott's challenges, they you normally never work out. Like you can see why he would challenge it and it's an important enough play. They just never go his way. And then this week it was the exact opposite in both realms. The it was an actual catch and it was smart of McDermott to challenge it, and it worked out. That never happens. So good call, good call on that one, John. I forgot that led to a touchdown. I was just trying to jump down your throat, John. My apologies. So it was important. You know what? Also, was a cool play that that I thought the two point conversion was pretty cool because I don't know if they didn't know what was going on themselves or if they were just trying to confuse the Falcons. But whatever they did, it worked, and they like they ended up shifting a lot of different motion. Four guys were on the right, ended up on the right side. Uh, so I, I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah, that was good, good call. Good call, John. Confusion, like nobody was covering Beasley. It felt like it's, nobody nobody knew what their assignments were after that. Mike, what do you have? Who do you have on there? What is your sweet Sassy Molassi play of the game? It's got to be the defense. Uh, well, the play of the game is when Poyer taunted Ryan, so he makes my wall of fame with Allen having a bit of an off game and the the play of the game because that's what it hinged on with Allen struggles the three we already talked about it but three interceptions consecutively um and the Falcons were poised to get right back in it and the way the teams were playing who knew where it was going to shake out but defense held um by forcing <laughs> yeah Matty forcing Ice a turnover to on give down. himself up there like when it when it when it got called back and it was like third and forever like you're like okay the bills the bills got it yeah but even that third down play was pretty was was like an inch away it was uncomfortably close but that was the play of the of the the game for me no question not some first half catch (laughs) (laughs) recency bias john come on it was, you know, it's funny. I was I follow the Boulder Bills backers on Twitter, and they said Matty iced himself. That's <laughs> like that's nice. Like, and they were the announcers were talking like, "Oh, what a stand up guy he is," and then he like talking <laughs> like it's just it was uh, 
quite a coincidence. Like that dichotomy of like, oh, what a stand-up guy. Oh, now he's getting flagged. <laughs> and basically cost his team a, a, a chance. Yeah. Yeah, what, is, what a dumb play looking back at it. You wrote that that reminds me of when, when you were just mentioning it just now was like a, a few seasons ago, a play that one of the few plays I remember definitely going in the Bills' direction, which I didn't think was going to, was when Von Miller uh, was going to let Tyrod Taylor up, like help him up after he sacked him. And then it, instead of the Bills having to punt the ball, they actually like got a first down and they scored a touchdown on that drive. And that was like the season where they ended the drought. So like not winning that game, which was a very close game, like it could have, it could have been meant like not ending the drought in the grand scheme of things. And good comparison. It was like that play never normally, I don't know. It was just like it was a ticky tech kind of penalty. Uh, I'd love to hear what these guys have to say. I don't know the rules well enough, but I wonder if it has to be like include swearing or some sort of slur or something like that. Like, or if it's just, if it's just like, you know, it just has to be directed at the individual. Anywho, uh, that was a, that was a good call by both of you guys. Um, this is going to sound a little bit odd, but, uh, the play where Kyle Pitts came up lame, just running across the field and hurt his hamstring, like him getting injured in the first half and being a non-factor the the rest of the game because because he was injured, like to me that was one of the biggest like <laughs> that it won't count on anything. Nobody thinks of it specifically to to leading to the Bills' victory, and who knows if it definitely did. But like, I mean, you had to say that call that's a factor. I mean, he had he had sixty yards in the first half. Like, it, there's no saying how much he would have had in the second half, and the Bills didn't really have an answer for him. Um, I mean, I know a lot of it was that one big play, but who's to say he couldn't rip off another big play? And Matty Ice, instead of you know going for it to to only be down one score, that now he's actually going to tie the game with that. You know, so uh, that's that was my play of the game. I know it's not like a it's not a traditional play of the game as we'd call like a touchdown or a sack or you know a taunting you know penalty a penalty that goes against you him pulling up lame just randomly not even from uh contact was was one of those things where it's just like we 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 got lucky on that one i think i don't think we still would have lost but uh i don't think we would have lost but i think it was it was somewhat monumental what do you think john was he just trying to be contrarian or signaling his intelligence by uh, going off the board. <laughs> I think he was just trying to pick a different play. Couldn't think of anything. <laughs> couldn't think of any of the if other it, touchdowns. If, it, if I if I couldn't think of anything, I would just be like, "Yeah, whatever John said." <laughs> Why not? What whatever Mike, Mike said. said. <laughs> All right. I actually really like it. I like it because like people get blamed all the time for like decisions of commission, right? But nobody ever gets blamed for decisions of all missions i like that that's that's actually really good i like it better than john's probably not better than mine but <laughs> i don't even remember john that's how so, that's how <laughs> so, isn't this supposed to be like sweet sassy molassy plays like how is that a sweet sassy molassy play <laughs> could you imagine because the sweet sassy molassy plays the game is brought by that like snl skit where like uh ray romano is the white guy instead of Instead of him going like "booyah," he's doing "sweet sassy molassy." Could you imagine if he did this one? Like yours, your plays make complete sense. Like he could definitely say like "sweet sassy molassy." In mine, like all of a sudden, he just shows Kyle Pitts running across and limping to the sideline. "Sweet sassy molassy," Kyle Pitts coming up lame. I, I think on another <laughs> level, though, it highlights the fragility of of uh, certainly any game. 
but also the danger of, of when you rely a lot on specific players and like the Bills do that more than anybody else that I can think of, maybe the Packers uh, and Aaron Rodgers, but I would say it's the Bills. So I think um, Allen should have been in the MVP race for sure. Just like a game or two um, or, or better weather in a game or two. I think, I think he's right there. Um, but it also makes you kind of cringe. Like when they show after the game and he's like hugging players, like right in their face, like, man, put him in a bubble. <laughs> like yeah. you put a plastic bag over his head till he gets off the field. I don't know. <laughs> with, with, with holes in the back at least. So, well, <laughs> well, when so, the, uh, it's they, just so, the so much of the Bills offense flows through Allen and it's, and, Rodgers is hugely important, so is Brady, but they're not accounting for the percentage of the offense that Allen is with his with his two touchdown runs in the first half today. Like it, it's all going to depend on Allen going forward. I think. Like if he misses time, we're done. So yeah, yeah, good point, Mike. If there's any, if he if he shows up on the COVID list, like all of a sudden, like you're like on a Thursday, you're done. Like you because you can't get back in time to to be taken off the COVID list by them. Yeah. They, to, to, that that playoff game is done compared to like the Bills have to try to beat like the Patriots or the Colts or the Titans without Josh Allen. When it scared me when Stefan Diggs went into the tent after getting hit in the head. After lowering his head. <laughs> yeah. Hey, were you guys kind of surprised that was called a penalty? Like he was running with the ball and he got hit in the head. Like you shouldn't do that, but like I thought, I thought was the cool. defender lowered his head though, didn't he? But isn't that okay? Isn't it okay to lower your I thought head? You weren't like supposed to lead with your head, like you did. But he wasn't a defenseless receiver. Like it's a defenseless mm. receiver. I thought you weren't. You're not supposed to lead with your head. But he was like turning, running to the sidelines, and it all happened in a split. If Diggs didn't lower his head, they wouldn't have made helmet helmet contact. I, I mean, I'm not surprised that it was called. But I mean, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Like I would, just, you just run around with your head like this, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if you make contact with your head and then you get up and all <laughs> You know this is only audio, right, John? <laughs> no, do it again, John. I want to see <laughs> do it for the people at home. I'm going to do it describe exactly what's happening. <laughs> no, take a, a snippet and you can put a uh, attach a gift to the podcast. <laughs> oh man. You know, I was I was talking with my wife recently and I realized like I had two concussions by the age of like two. I realized I looked back. So if you guys ever like realize that I don't remember things as well as I should compared to a normal person my age, like that's why I think I'm going to use that as an excuse the rest of my life. So smart. we'll talk about the concussions another time, how I got them. Interesting stories. Um, those were the sweet king of teasing. Yeah. Constant. The payoff oh, no, is. This might be interesting. No, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you like teasing yourself, don't you? <laughs> teasing myself and then stopping. Yeah, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> I think that's called edging. Is it called edging? <laughs> John? <laughs> John. <laughs> Has John ever edged before? <laughs> <laughs> um, so if the Bills win against the Jets and win the division, not on purpose, win, unless there's a knock on the door, <laughs> they will win the division in back-to-back years for the first time since '88 to '91. It's just like you know, John. 
<laughs> so yeah, you could say I've edged before. <laughs> it's like accidental edging. <laughs> accidental edging. A pro at that. <laughs> Just have nosy parents <laughs> growing up. Um I remember there was a time where my dad like didn't replace the doorknob on my door <laughs> for like a year at least. Like that I don't think that was that was the reason, but so just um, blow open with a strong breeze. <laughs> <laughs> not if uh not if I didn't put like uh the trash can in front of it or something just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. On a nice summer day, Mike with the windows open, yeah. <laughs> uh anyways. I don't think that was mo- more of a I need to see into Nate's room as it was. My dad just didn't put that high on the priority list of replacing. They had already moved the computer out to a common area. <laughs> <laughs> never, never put a put a, a computer with the internet in a child's room or in a teenager's room, rather. Um, yeah, that, that's funny. All right. So those were the Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. I mean, this game was interesting. Do we have a Gettysburg of the game? Four score and seven years ago. Now, we were talking about this earlier before uh, we got on. And, John, I think you mentioned that you have a Gettysburg in today's victory. Absolutely. So the after Allen threw his third pick, the drive after that, in the third quarter, when the Bills started running it with Singletary, that's the Gettysburg right there. The drive itself. Yeah, Actually, and the Singletary runs. Mm-hmm. Like that that that's that's it. That the, the the adjustment and uh calling those plays, executing those plays. Uh, otherwise they could have easily have lost this game if they kept going the way they were going. Yeah, after the first two interceptions in the in the first half, and then Allen starts the third quarter with the ball and an interception, <laughs> and then you know the Bills get lucky. Ed Oliver gets a sack. They they force a punt by the uh, the Fal- or yeah punt for the Falcons, and then you know Singletary just yeah just lets loose. And credit to Brian Dable for not only because he didn't change his game plan enough from the first half to the second half because Allen came out throwing again, and you know credit to him for for seeing. Uh, for the ability to change within one drive and saying, hey, this, something needs to change and, and actually executing. Good call on that one. You don't have one, do you, Mike? That's a pretty good one. Or unless you want to say the the Matt Ryan uh, taunting. Yeah, for me, that's the, the, the crucial play, the one that sticks out to me. Yeah. Because you right. call it the play of the game, and John always lists like a series or a, <laughs> a feeling he has or... There was a second half. A sentiment a... <laughs> switch. <laughs> Even if Ryan scores there, I, I don't. The Falcons aren't winning the game. The Bills already had the momentum at that point. They're just going to. John, run the you would be anyway. in the bathroom crying in the tub if they scored on that play. <laughs> we get that nah. famous. We get that famous John text. Be like, it's over. It's all <laughs> over. Season's over. <laughs> uh, that's a good point because the Ryan one. Uh, the Bills were st- would still be up by seven points. This was really the-, the Bills were losing at the point that John was talking about. They were down fourteen to fifteen, so that was actually the point. And then the two point conversion after that John mentioned, yeah, cool. 
Uh, those were the Gettysburg plays of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Now let's go into our wall of famers and wall of shamers. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. <laughs> well, let's start off with our wall of fame. Wall. I'll go first on this one for the Wall of Fame. Um, I'm just going to give it to Devin Singletary for all the reasons that we mentioned earlier. Um, credit to McDermott and Dable for not giving up on Singletary, especially after his uh, issues hanging on to the ball earlier in the season. Um, I think I think that he doesn't get enough credit this season. And, you know, we've given credit to Zach Moss to points and, and Matt Breda uh, for sure, but... I mean, we all know that Devin Singletary isn't going to win any foot races, but man, like that guy is so hard. He's like, I mean, he's so hard to take down. I mean, and, and he just, it feels like he can sometimes make guys miss in a phone booth. Um, he doesn't have the speed of LaShawn McCoy, but his movement just kind of reminds me of him, his ability to evade tacklers. Um, so I, I, I'm going to give it to Devin Singletary, uh, two touchdowns, 110 yards on the game, uh, on the day. And, uh, yeah, he also, yeah. Yeah. So, John, who do you have on your wall of fame in today's win? Yeah, Singletary for sure. But I also wanted to mention uh, defensive line. They played great pressure all day. Four different four different defensive linemen got sacks. Uh, I think they had a great day. Absolutely, Mike. Jordan Poyer for whatever he said to Matt Ryan to seal the victory, and then to come up clutching the defensive stand on third and fourth down. But he's been playing like a beast all year and man it's came down to that one play to really highlight it for me today yeah you're picking this play for every single segment yeah (laughs) so that's why he really appreciated that i was like thinking outside the box because mike is in the box all day (laughs) mike does not (laughs) mike is definitely drawing within the lines um yeah yeah i like uh, poyer i believe did have the the knockdown of that fourth down toss up in the end zone. Uh, I believe it was so fast. It happened so fast. And you know, the, the replay never does it. They they never show replays like they really should, you know, on Fox or CBS. I think that's a common thing. It's like, Oh, I'd love to see that, that super impactful uh, penalty that was called. They'd like to see if it was actually real or not. Nope. Nope. We're just going to show the coaches and the guys at the line scrimmage and whatever. So, um, I want to give a shout out to the, to the guy at the, on the PA system at the Bills game. Now we weren't at the Bills game, but you could actually hear it from the TV playing the Golden Girls theme song uh, after the uh, after the the Ravens lost today, sealing the Bills uh, playoff berth. Um, and also R.I.P. Betty White. So I thought that was a good tip of the hat. That's probably the only time in Bills history that the Golden Girls theme song has been played. So pretty funny. Those were the Wall of Famers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Now let's go into our Wall of Shame. 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 Uh, John, I'm going to go with you first. Uh, who do you have on your Wall of Shame in today's win? Special teams. You can't trust them. Like, the whole year, it doesn't matter if McKenzie's back there or Stevenson's back there. Their punter sucks. I know he didn't punt today, but, like... Like special teams. I mean, if it wasn't for Bass, it would be a complete nothing, right? They, they have some good gunners that can tackle, you know, Saran Neal, this and that. But like, 
the return game in, in particular is just terrible. Yeah, you know, I can't disagree. I like Reed Ferguson. I like Tyler Bass. I like their gunners. I mean, they do a pretty good job of coverage, all things considered. Like, remember, it was just just a few seasons ago. I can't remember. Was it, it wasn't Danny Crossman. Maybe it was someone else. Maybe it was Danny Crossman. It was the awful special teams coordinator. And uh, the Bills were constantly letting back long returns. Um, so they've definitely minimized that, but they haven't. Uh, so this is like an average group, right? But the, yeah, holding on to the ball on kickoffs and punts is still something that just evades this team, no matter who it is. Mackenzie or Stevenson, right? Yeah, yeah. And every punt return, I'm always cringing. Like, please just catch it, don't drop it. Like every time, <laughs> every single time, with good reason, because they they do drop it a lot. <laughs> Mike, who do you have on your wall of shame in today's win? Maybe you guys can comment, but like the clock the clock operator is supplied by the team, right? Like. To, to end the first half when it was 12 to 14, six seconds left. Matt Ryan drops back and runs around a little bit, eventually throwing a, a pass to the end zone. And you see the clock. I think the, I think the clock operator could have let it one more second go personally. <laughs> now they probably could come back and put the two seconds back on, but for me, I would have liked to see it at zero. Uh, I thought that was the home field, part of the home field advantage. So do you think he should have cheated for the Bills or you think he cuz you think he did his job? Like we always sort think... out the bias, right? But Oh, there's no bias. I at all. think he did too. I think he went the other way with his bias. Oh yeah, so he's like us, like like super biased almost against your team because mm-hmm. you don't want to yeah, be yeah. yeah, you don't want to be like a homer, right? Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, the play started with 6 seconds and it should have went to 0. And maybe they put the time back on, but that's up to the rest. But, hey, they're human. They look up. They see zero. And if the Bills run off the field convincingly, it's 12-14 instead of the, instead of the Falcons kicking the field goal 15-14. Yeah, that's an interesting outside. So Mike was inside the box for pretty much the entire podcast except for that one. That was a good one. Outside the box. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> that's funny. It's funny that he did that. Like you realize when you say that, Mike, like just looking up at the clock and all that stuff, it just makes me think that I feel like there's a lot of football in the officiating that's just so unscientific. Like they, like they have the ability, like we have the science, like let's fix this and make it better. Um, I think they're testing. I heard, I did hear that they were testing um, the ball on the sidelines and stuff like that. So um, I hope that's coming yeah, it's a good point. Like delay of games, like oh, does the ref have to look up at the clock then down at the ball? Or, like you could automate that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the, just like the shot clock. How is that not? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So what about um, like when they come and they do like the ten yard, uh, the chain gang, and like they start off. Okay, this is where the ball is supposedly from the last play, and then I'm gonna march out exactly where I am. 10 yards away like if you've ever tried to like draw a straight line like you know that like if you're right or left by like a couple of degrees it makes the length difference you know like there's a difference in length it could be the 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 front of a football or it could be like an entire football depending on how off you are i mean you're probably on like it's just not perfect you know what i mean especially with in a game that comes down to inches so all right uh on my wall of shame um i'm just gonna put um, I'm not going to put Allen on specifically because I don't think he had a bad game. Uh, in general, I thought it was I thought it was a, a pretty good game by Allen. 
But the tipped passes, man, just too many tipped passes that ended up going into interceptions. And he had more tipped passes that did end up as picks, either because nobody was around for the Falcons. But, uh, yeah, just something we don't, we haven't seen a lot from Josh Allen and just, he just doesn't have a lot of tipped passes. Maybe one a game. Maybe there were several today. Uh, and a couple of them just ended up biting the bills. But, uh, fire emoji rating for Josh Allen today. I'm going to lean. And I think I'm going to give him three. I mean, the three picks were, were rough, but like he did make up for it running the ball. Um, so I can't, and he, it wasn't just running for touchdowns. Like he got some first downs. He got some key first downs. So I was leaning two and a half, but I think I'm going to give him the three just because of the rushing today. John, what do you think? I was leaning giving him one because of the rushing. <laughs> He didn't have a good game. What was it? Forty something percent completion percentage and three picks. No, no throwing touchdowns. Yeah, he, he ran it. Sure, I'll give him one or two for that. But come on, he's a quarterback. <laughs> he's the third lead, He's the third best rusher in Bills history. John, <laughs> you gotta give him credit for that. Mike, what do you think? I I say three. John says one. What do you say? You gonna split the difference or? I I'd say three. Like the amount. Of offense that runs through him is incredible, and you got to give him credit for running the ball and how the defense has to take that into account. I think it's huge. I did not think that you were going to side with me on that one. It was a pleasant surprise. Um, I, he didn't have a great game. Like if that was a stat line, like under f- like forty two percent completion percentage, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Like, that's, that's I think a, he had a lot of drops. Like the one that comes to mind is like the Diggs touchdown yeah. in the end zone. Like maybe. You'd think by now they're used to the velocity with which he throws the ball, but man, he's dropping dimes and throwing lasers. Like it's coming out hot, but professional receivers should be catching those. But like I thought he had a lot of drops or balls that could have been caught. That's a good point, especially on the digs one. Like he's the uncharacteristic of him to drop that one. He should have had that. Yeah, there were some drops. There were also some poor passes, too. I remember Dawson Knox being open on, like, a screen pass. Or, like, he was kind of rushing out and you threw behind him just for, like, five yards. But Dawson Knox had some room in front of him. He probably could have made a 5-10 yard uh, run. And it was just way behind him. He couldn't get one hand on it, you know. So, uh, he just both ways. The receiver's dropping the ball and then him also not uh, putting it where the guys can actually catch it. All right. Those were the Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers from us. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Let's go to uh, Twitter. Let's see what you guys had to say about Twitter. What, do, what is, what is, uh, what do our listeners on Twitter say about the Bills' win on their Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame? Hello, Twitter world. <laughs> Should I break that sound bite out every time I go into the Hello, Twitter world? It's me, Nate, Mike, and John. <laughs> um. Double Barley fans, Double Barley Bills fan writes, Wall of Fame, like last week, Singletary is blossoming as a feature back. He looks like Marshawn the way he's hitting defenders. The D-line hit Ryan so much, I thought he might leave mid-game just like Brown. Wall of Shame, whatever scumbags didn't vote for Steve Tasker for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, good call on that one. Steve Tasker not in the Hall of Fame. Yet. I should say yet. Did did not get in. Eric Helwig is in. He said, it was a bland game, but good to see Singletary and the O-line perform well. Davis has to stay on the field when Sanders comes back. Absolutely. It's, it's, I, I think the coaching staff has seen enough that 
I I would think they would probably. I, I guess I would think, depending on the injury, we would see a lot more Gabriel Davis than Emmanuel Sanders, even when Sanders comes back. The pass attempt to Dawkins and the Diggs throw attempt were bad calls. Felt like they were screwing around rather than putting the game away. See, now I would disagree. Now, John, you actually texted us during the game like, hey, I kind of like them even though they didn't work. I, and I got to be honest, I, I kind of like those play calls. I know that I know that some guy – like Diggs, Diggs uh, attempting the throw like Eric said, uh, it didn't work out obviously. I like that they tried them. Um and it didn't end up in a, in a turnover, so I'm still good with it. Yeah, I agree. I I, I really like that play. Uh, a, cu- a couple things, you know, he could he could have connected on a pass. Diggs could have ran it himself. Uh, there was a lot of misdirection. McKenzie had the ball to begin with. Like, I I like that they try those from 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 time to time. Same, keep it fresh, man. Got to keep it new. Put that in your arsenal, even if it doesn't work out. The other team's got to be be prepared for it. Buffalo ceilings. Ru- Wrote Wall of Shame, not Allen's best day. Wall of Fame, Motor, obviously. Phillips, Harrison Phillips had, did have a really good game. Gilliam's blocking was really good. I liked that they actually used Gilliam as a fullback to see. That was kind of interesting to see. It was kind of cool. Um, at Oliver and Groot with the strip sack. Yeah, that was cool to see. Bill's Mafia 315 writes, Wall of Fame, gotta go with Motor. Wall of Shame, how about special teams? had a muffed punt and a fumble that led to a safety. And I swear if I see another Bills returner run into their own blocker, I will lose my mind. <laughs> J. A. Josh Allen didn't play great, but in my opinion, two of his interceptions weren't on him. <laughs> Dude, speaking of returners running into their own blockers, how many times do we have to watch a returner like Stevenson? I feel like this happens with Stevenson or Isaiah McKenzie. They just get freaking pounded as they're running the ball back. Like you never, you never normally see that. In a normal game, they just get freaking. They they didn't fumble on those big hits, but man, you feel like they're about to. De- definitely, Emily writes Wall of Fame motor, especially since I picked him up on my fantasy team last week. Oh, then hopefully you won your uh, fantasy championship. Wall of Shame pick after pick after pick from Allen, and I'm officially referencing every bobbled or muffed punt return as Marquezing it. <laughs> Marquezing it. It could have been McKenzieing it before that. I mean, could have, could have been anyone really. Karen Go Buffalo writes Gettysburg, Gettysburg from Karen. All right, Ryan non TD in the fourth because that gave us momentum back and run out the clock. Yep, I think that was Mike's Wall of Fame motoring, <laughs> motoring Davis sideline feet. Davis's sideline feet digs his hands and Allen. Allen's rushing. Wall of Shame costly penalties and. Mistakes again. Refs all over the place again. And another heart attack Sunday. <laughs> Man, they did not make the Bills did not make it easy for you this season compared to last season. Uh and she gives Allen three fire emojis. So she's on uh she's with Mike and I on that one. Josh Rinkin writes, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen, offensive line and running backs. They really showed up today with the snowy conditions. It got tough to throw the ball, so we ran all over them. Yeah, it was funny. It is really cool to see the Bills being able to do that. Uh, what would you say? Two consecutive games now, especially one against uh, a really good Patriots team. Wall of shame. Josh Allen's interceptions. There were moments where they didn't, where they didn't throw, where they didn't to throw, and he just threw it to DBs. Be better, bro. So some of this is my reading, of course, and some of it is the writing. I mean, obviously we're texting out, we're tweeting out 
some things, but uh, I try to make the best of it. Bill Lasso writes in Wall of Fame, the running game, between the line, call playing, play creativity, Josh, Moss, and Motor. Everything was clicking. Also, Poyer. Every game, he is a difference maker. But this today, wow. Yeah, you know what? We don't we don't give Jordan Poyer enough love. I know you did, Mike, um, earlier, but it's we just don't talk about it a lot. Um, he writes, uh, shame for Buffalo, no one. For Atlanta, Matty Ice, two sentences of smack talk ended their season. <laughs> yeah. Private Joker 2003, Wall of Fame, motor powered by the Bills, suddenly stout O-line. Wall of Shame, Stevenson is going to need to get on the Knox program to improve his hands on these punt returns. That was cool. All right, Phil Bob. Phil Bob MS writes, Wall of Fame motor, Wall of Shame, McDermott's challenge flag. Totally had a, those aren't my drugs vibe. Wait, you say weed is legal in New York? Oh, yeah, th- those are my drugs. <laughs> That was a, that's a good point by uh by Phil. Uh <laughs> that was such a weak throw by Sean McDermott and he knew he didn't have to like give it a big toss cuz the guy was right there, but it was just like I don't know, maybe you can't win in that cuz if you spike it you look like weird spiking. It's like, "Come on, man, it's just a flag." Right? But that looked like even weaker than what Belichick would do. Uh <laughs> Especially for a guy that seems so tough. McDermott seems like a tough tough dude, man. Jason Statham writes, he says, Wall of Fame, Singletary again. He seems to have found some motivation <laughs> after this Pat's loss. Nice. Well done on that one, on that pun. This can only be good heading into the playoffs. Wall of Shame, don't have one. Clinching a playoff berth makes up any mistakes. Let's beat the Jets and win the division. Hope you can read this week, Nate. Oh, well, thanks, Jason. How did I do? You'll have to tweet me. How did I do reading this this week? Well, yours was okay. Some of the other ones, not so good. Uh, dude, you guys, Mike and John, I'm going to open this up to you guys real quick. Uh, you know, when the, the Bills are, are doing this well, they're 10-6. and six. Uh, They're one game away from clinching the AFC East and, and a home game in the playoffs. Uh, this is where you want to be as a football team. Like, we don't care about that Jags loss in week three or whatever it was now at this point. It's like, it's 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 inconsequential. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I mean, we'd like to have it back, but like, now you want to be the team that's like doing what it's doing and beating Yeah, teams. no doubt. No doubt. Could, you never know. But could have had the number one seat if Josh doesn't wears a longer cleat in Tennessee. Yeah. So, but yes, I agree with you 100%. Ooh, let's see. Read a couple more. Mike Graham, Wall of Fame, Devin Singletary, and my boy Harrison Phillips. So glad to finally get to say Phillips on here. Yeah, he had a great game. Is it a contract year? Wall of Shame, Mark Butt Fumble Sanchez for opening his damn <laughs> I thought mouth. you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think I was going to say, first. Mike? <laughs> the way it rolled off your tongue. <laughs> But fumble, but but fumble Sanchez for opening his damn mouth. Dude talked shit pretty much the entire game. Go Bills! I didn't mind Mark that much. I didn't. Did you guys, I didn't no. I, uh, if you guys have ever seen, I don't know if he's, if he still does that podcast on YouTube, but he had Josh Allen on. It's pretty funny. The guy had a good sense of humor. I don't. I don't. I don't hate him. They're all terrible though. Let's be honest. Fox, CBS, like NBC, ESPN, like they're all just awful. I don't. They should just get OJ. <laughs> Hello, football audience. This is OJ here. 
Um, let's get some new new people in. We haven't gotten in before. Uh, Buffalo Life is in. Says Wall of Fame, motor, no explanation needed. Wall of Shame, Mark Sanchez and his salty, bitter commentary about how Josh should be a quarterback. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Like, I got to be honest. Like, I, I catch probably about half of what they say uh, each week. Uh, but yeah, that's <laughs> whatever. Let let Mark Sanchez criticize him. He's still, he's not going to be in any Super Bowl, so. Airstrike Allen. Listen to this one, guys. Allen, five fire emojis. 17 plus 14 equals six. Wall of Fame, Allen digs, and I can't believe I'm about to say it, but Singletary in our D-line and O-line. Wall of Shame, Stevenson, and Gettysburg is Singletary's second touchdown. And I know I say it every week, but Edmonds is still not impressive. We should keep him, but no big extension. I think it's funny you gave him five fire emojis after three interceptions in the game. I saw a funny tweet where somebody had mentioned, and I won't say who, but you can check our tweets and replies, is somewhat prominent person on on Twitter was like, uh, those two interceptions that Josh threw in the first half, uh, we shouldn't even be talking MVP at this point with that kind of performance. I was like, okay, that's a little... <laughs> Like it's it's one game, it's one half. Like you can't say that Josh Allen doesn't deserve the MVP because of this. Like, and he did have three interceptions. He did not have a great game today, but um, I think the the way in which some people like determine his entire season based off one half is just funny to me. And it's just like, yeah, the, the Falcons are terrible. The Buffalo should be destroying them. Well, yeah, maybe, but you know, sometimes good teams lose to bad teams. Like. You know, like the Packers would lose like, I don't know. It, it happens. Every season, good teams lose to bad teams. Just because the Bills didn't do it last season doesn't mean that, you know, they're not ever going to do it. All right. Do we get one more in? Liam Buck. I've never talked to Liam Buck before. Wall of Fame, Motor had his best game of his career and the run game showed up. Showed up big. Wall of Shame, Allen's picks. I can live with a third one because that was just terrible luck. But a bad decision on the first one and what seems like a miscommunication on the second one gave us all heart attacks. <laughs> great, great, great. All right, guys. Uh, that was the, the Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers uh, on Twitter from our Twitter listeners. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Um, guys, the Bills have the Jets next week. Uh, Mike, do you have the spread on sure next do. week's game already? It's in Buffalo. Yep, it's one o'clock game. Yes, one o'clock game. The Jets are what four and twelve now, uh, or something like that. Um, out of the playoffs. If you if you remember, Bills Falcons, it was a fourteen point five. Oh wow! Yeah, spread, and obviously, Bills ended up winning by fourteen. I heard the over under changed like seven points as soon as the weather forecast really came out for the game. So on this last one. Um, I'm going to say the Bills are 14-point favorites again. John, what do you say? Over that or under it? Well, I was going to say 14 again. So um, You both love to anchor to stuff. Let's, let's, let's uh, go the last one. Let's go 14 and a half. John gets it. 17 yes! points. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, man. How about uh, Pats at Dolphins? What do you think the spread is for that? Dolphins have already been eliminated. But they always seem to play the Pats tough in the last game at home, even if they need a lateral to do it. I'm going to say the Pats by 11. Uh, John, you go first. <laughs> John, what do you say? 
Mm, ten and a half. <laughs> you know what? It's over two point five. It's only two point five. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. They won fifty to ten today. The Patriots <laughs> did like. I forgot who they played against, but uh, wow. Well, you know what I'm going off of? The DraftKings Sportsbook at Del Lago. Nice. Nice. We'll have to get there at some other point. Uh, over to the DraftKings Sportsbook at Del Lago and place a few bets. Maybe visit the folks over there, the good folks over there, uh, to watch uh, the big screen TVs, all that fun stuff. So that that was the uh, the odds for next week's game against – the New York Jets, week seventeen, week eighteen. Sorry, jeez, week eighteen. It's so weird. I've never said that before, ever on the podcast. Week eighteen. Um, that was brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at the Lago. So thank you guys so much uh, for listening to us. Break down the game, talk about the game, get excited about the game. This is an amazing time to be a Bills fan. And uh, you know, we were talking about this beforehand. John was just like, "Can you believe the Bills have been to the playoffs?" now for the last five seasons and it just seems like almost at this point it's kind of like a birthright like we kind of expect it and that's a good thing because we're not in the you know i I look at these teams that we're playing like the falcons and i'm like who knows if they're going to keep their coach after this season or the next season after that they're still trying to find out if they like this guy what what's going to happen with matt ryan is he going to be their quarterback are they completely dumping everything and starting over like we don't have that feeling anymore like this this is this is stability this is what it's like to be – it's almost like if you're in a relationship with someone that's super toxic, right? And there's all this drama and everything just feels all sorts and then all of a sudden it ends and then you find someone that you're really interested in. You're just like, oh, oh, oh so this is what a, like a, a normal relationship is like? Like there's not all this drama? Like it's 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 actually enjoyable? You're fun? Like this is this is how it feels for us as Bills fans. It's just it's, – it's nice. It's a good time. That's all. So, signing off for John. Go Bills! <laughs> and for Mike. Go Bills! It was fun. <laughs> All that thinking I just did, and that's what I came up with. Oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> Maybe you guys should put more into the closing as I'm reading the <laughs> tweets on Twitter. <laughs> how can I do? How can I? <laughs> uh, Look, I, I guess I would say I. I still vividly remember all the drought years and being like jealous of other fan bases. So like, uh, even though jealousy is terrible, it's like the worst possible thing. Especially if you're trying to be a simplistic and less materialistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Minimalistic. Yeah. I feel like the way to overcome jealousy is to, cause like we always focus on like one aspect, like, Oh, that person, like when we were going through the drought, the Colts were amazing year in and year out. Like it was their birthright to win 13, 14 games. I felt like, like, ah, oh, man, if only it could be like that Colts fan. But the key to overcoming jealousy is like, realize you have to take on everything with that person. You can't just be like, Oh, I want, uh, the $10 million. Oh, I want just that amazing job or, Oh, you know, one aspect is like you have to be that entire person. Like, eh. <laughs> they might have money, but they're terrible. <laughs> or oh, they might be a movie star, but what a train wreck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of like. So what the hell are we talking about? Plus, with with sports, like these things are cyclical, right? Like the Colts were bad for a really long time, and they were good. And you know, the the Bills were good for a long time, and then they were bad for a long time now they're good again like yeah. these things have a way of having their cycles and mm-hmm. 
like my neighbor's got a bigger yard than me. Well, maybe his house will burn down. So like (laughs) (laughs) too extreme. No (laughs) grass is always greener, man. Sometimes, but now it doesn't feel like that. Like it, I I guess my point was just like, I still vividly remember the drought year. So when you were, you kind of hinted at like, Oh, now, now is it our birthright? Like, I don't feel like that. Like I, I think, uh, we suffered for so long, like each, like, oh, we're going to the playoffs. It's it's still awesome. Like it's still, still fresh. It's still kind even, of crazy. Even than yeah. it was the last three years in yeah. Florida five. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that sentiment. I, I savor each and every one of the playoff games that they may or may not get, like just because it had been so long. Nate just takes things for granted. I think we've, we've, we've known that. <laughs> and this reinforces it. <laughs> I pretty much take both your friendships for granted too. I don't know if you guys knew that. Like maybe you've said that. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. I I do appreciate it for sure. It's just crazy that maybe not sometimes enough. maybe not enough. Maybe I'll try to look at look at it a little bit differently. Look at it in a better light. I'll, I'll savor it more, as John would say. <laughs> so <laughs> signing off for me, Nate. Go Bills. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll talk to you guys after the Jets game. Buffalo, stand up. It's the mafia. (laughs) Uh, It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo. Uh, It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. Yeah. Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep, maybe it's a fake. Honestly, it's a TD either way. When you got Diggs and Bees and Gabe Davis, three-headed single Terry Moss Brader. Who gon' stop us? We the greatest. Forget Mahomes, forget Kelsey, forget Hill. Come and replay us, cause we ready to bash them like Boogie. Yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Four, we ready. Kick they bucket like Ike. Yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike. Are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team. Ready, Buffalo. This is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. A Buffalo Bill City. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yeah. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City, it's a Bill City, yeah. A Buffalo Bill City, Buffalo Bill City, yeah. What? It's a Bill City, it's a Bill City, yeah. A Buffalo Bill City, Buffalo Bill City. Uh, yeah, Taron Johnson with a pick six, it's just too easy, don't pass it to Treyway, please believe me, we got high right behind him and Poya free, please don't run up the middle unless you want to meet a star, Greg Russo will show you what he's about, Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano can't get around him, our team is grounded, oh yeah, Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready, moving for Cody Ford, we ready, kick they bucket like Ike, yeah, we ready, Dawson Knox with a spike, are you ready, season tickets, I'm hype up the team, ready, Buffalo, this is our team forever. Forever.
We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill yeah. City. Yeah. 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 A Buffalo Bill City. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs> First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the phone? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit MethodProducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.